woke up, man. She woke. You imagine a woke baby like, damn, father, how you gonna, how you gonna change me when you can't even change the system? <laughs> you can't change my nappies. You can't change anything. You change the nappy of me, but can you change the nappy of this of the people? For I am the baby, and the baby is like. Now she woke up in the podcast, so I had to quickly screw screw throw the dummy in her mouth, do a quick Indiana Jones flip roll. Listen, when you have a baby, yeah, like you or anyone listening, whenever anyone has a baby car, you are moving so stealth, like bloody James Bond Shinobi. You have to tiptoe around the house like a villain. And then you knock things over that you never, you know, when you're on your own, you live on your own. Like if everyone like bachelor, bachelor, you, you, you knock something over or you just brush past something or you drop a fork or, or, or uh, the door shuts loudly. You think nothing of it. But when you've got a little one who's trying to sleep, it is a nightmare. <laughs> it's Different a ball game, yeah. Oh, mate, last week, so the podcast, yeah, I had to keep. So she wasn't woke in, in that. She didn't have her third eye open. She was, uh, I woke her up. So that's why I'm up upstairs in the in the loft in the penthouse they call the it a nap because it's not actually progressive <laughs> gotta deep it man deep. <laughs> all good man how you been brother um just fucking existing man they say lockdown is over but it don't feel like it, it feels like i'm still in lockdown yeah I'm still it living is. a lockdown life i'm still wearing a mask when i go to the shops um and you know it's just just dead in it well, what am i gonna what am i gonna say been, have you been shopping like have you been out out like westfields or or um ah, i'll just, just stay in my uh my neighborhood man and there ain't nothing going on around here so it just feels like i'm still in lockdown i suppose yeah it is a bit mad i went i went sh- clothes shopping the other day and the queues around the shops were like queues to get into a club i couldn't believe it and um i think i didn't queue in it obviously like straight to the front vip uh <laughs> I'm joking about that. I just didn't queue for the shop. You like, just flashed the beer Acrobenta card in it. It was like, oh, right, this, right this way, sir. They rolled yes, out the sir. red. They rolled out the red carpet in Primark, innit? And gave me the champagne and like, <laughs> I used my platinum card. No, but the cute. But anyway, shopping was mad because you can't try anything on. So you buy everything and then you take it home to try on and then you got to go back the next day. So it's it's, it's a bit mad. And so then can spending they even money. Returns because like yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got types of COVID and then you're taking the thing home. <laughs> And then coffee, you put your clothes all, all over the shit, and then you return it to the store. That's that's what's that? Coughing all into the t-shirt and wiping your nose with a scarf and shit, and giving that's it back it. to people. No, I, I took it back, and they were they, they were prepped for it, but um, it felt weird queuing up to buy clothes and to part with my money because you know all the money, because people aren't going anywhere. Just been saving money, investing it, which we'll talk about today. Stock like just stocking up, stocking up, stocking up. So it felt weird giving them a card and paying for some tops and stuff. I took it back anyway, so I got my money back. But <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, what, what like what motivated you to go shopping? Were you like looking for something in particular and then ended up not getting it and then just getting sucked into the hype, or was it was it like I went just wanted to step out, so it's like let's just go. And just... Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to step out with like the family, so we went shopping. Nothing hype, not nothing mad. Um, and then um, I needed some shorts. I wanted some shorts for the for the summer, and um, like some smart <laughs> some some smart shorts for the summer. And I needed a white t-shirt, so I went into TK Maxx. And if you know TK Maxx, you, you go in looking for one thing, and you end up leaving with about four or five different items of everything else. So I end up I end up like 
trying to get some Ralph Lauren polos and bargain shopping. And, yeah, big time. But then none of it fit, so I did get a bit gassed because I don't really need any clothes. Anyway, I took it all back, so um, it was part hour with the polos. Yeah, yeah, I've got that book, you know, and I, I, I'll bring it around one day, or or. Uh, I won't lend it to you. I don't really like lending nice, nice books, but I, I'll lend some books. But I'll, I'll show you that one. It's all about the history of the um, the polo, you know, the low lifes. I, I reckon think you told me about it. that before. Yeah, I think I had it. No, you're a big one. The episode when we were bringing how the third fan. Yeah, now just the whole Ralph Lauren stuff. I like. I mean, I wouldn't wear it anymore now. I don't think I, I'm. I think I'm too old now to be like fully load out, like fully Ralph Lauren out, but. I like the whole culture of what it was in the New York in the eighties and nineties, and some of the some of the items are really nice. They're like pieces of art. Hmm. Uh, so I just copied art, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like how they took Ralph Lauren, a high end brand, and they just made it good, like hip hop in it, like like they did with Tommy Hilfiger. Um, but uh, yeah, man, a couple of calm things. But anyway, shopping was a bit weird. It felt weird to part with my money, but I got my money back. So. Because it didn't fit. I wasn't the size I thought I was. <laughs> oh, COVID belly? Nah, just them them tight European fits. Because I'm, I'm a medium slash... Some things I'm a medium slash small in it. So I want it to be fitted, but not too fitted. Like, you can see my man's titties and stuff. So, it was a bit mad. Well, that's why you got to get those push-ups in, man. It's, uh, like you say, lockdown season is officially over. So, it, it's time to start going back to the gym and the, the, you're usually quite an active guy in it so you probably had to halt all of that swimming and all of this stuff but you can kick it back off again yeah I started playing ball again started playing football again and um, I need to get back on the running but it's, it's hard man it's hard to find the time like set yourself for an hour a week I went to this mental health first aid training and, and, and the homework was to set yourself for an hour to yourself a week to do one thing completely on your own for an hour and uh, at the minute it was a bit hard obviously with the baby but there was a time where I had had unlimited hours to myself, but I think you value time now. I value time a lot more. But yeah, man, this guy. Well, are you gonna go? You gonna start going gym again, or you got you gonna do stuff on the stuff at home around the block? Uh you know me, man. I'm not uh, a big fitness fanatic, so um, I've completely stopped the the few things that I was doing actually. So I need to really, I need to really get a routine. That's what I need. I need a routine. I keep picking up little niggling injuries. And um, so I was kind of like, I've got like a little outdoor gym near me and I was using that on a regular basis. And then I picked up a little injury or something and then I wait for that to die down and I'll start trying to get back into training again and then I'll pick up another injury. And it's just, it's like a cycle for me, man. What I really need is sauna. When I'm in the sauna, mm-hmm. man, that just kind of, it takes my injuries away. It kind of gets my muscles all supple and you know all these musculoskeletal issues that i keep having is the sauna and massage is the way for an injury prone person to uh, recover from those injuries before you go and do um intensive training um so yeah i need to get back on that really um a gym swim and sauna would probably be a good idea for me yeah but that's not open yet is it like saunas aren't open yet are they uh, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. Um, I thought if gyms were open, then leisure centres should be open too. I don't see why they should be. I mean, I guess with saunas, because you're like in close proximity to everyone. Um, yeah. And so it's I all... can see why not that in particular. But, you know what I mean? My local leisure centre has a, a pool and a sauna. So if the gym part of it is open, potentially mm. other parts might be open too. 
get back on the swimming, man. I remember it was bang on the swimming as well, and you were doing really well. Yeah, but hopefully, I'll, you can carry I'll that on. Cycle. You know what? What I found hilarious recently. Yeah, there's a, a guy I know who's a trainer. Uh, shout out to to old Dale Lewis. Um, Lewis Fitness is his business, and um, he put up a picture the other day. You know, like one of those before and after pictures. And yeah. He, he got himself a little gut during the lockdown, man. Like you know, what I mean, he's, he's kind of he's kind of worked worked it off a little bit now. I, I think the caption said still still five weeks to go like he's got himself a, a fitness training plan for himself well it just kind of made me chuckle that even a trainer can like you know what i mean maybe we should take the pressure off of ourselves because even a trainer can let themselves yeah. go during lockdown yeah. i mean he's a super fit guy trust me trust me the pressure for like people like especially now on social media and what they see the, the body shaming and i think apparently there was a report that women find dad bods the most attractive Get out of here, Most, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling Get you. Get out of here, you. man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dad bods. It's not about the six pack bare muscles, it's about dad bod. So uh, I've, I've definitely got a half and half dad bod. And once you get older, it gets harder to shed. So um, I mean, if that's true, then everyone would just be going for a dad bod and, and be thinking that they're a 10. Like, no one would be training. What would be the point in, in trying to get a six pack then? <laughs> <laughs> People do it for them. Nah, nah. Dadbods, dadbods ain't attractive. Like looking in the mirror, I still it's see. Is what it not is. attractive it's to you, but it's cool. But you know, like you just do you. But what about mum bods? Fitness mom. is always sexy. Mum, yeah, well, yeah, mum bods are attractive. Uh, I'd, I'd say what you want to do is you want to be the fittest, healthiest, strongest version of you that you possibly can be. Well and said. You know what I mean? You just are attractive, innit? You are sexy. You are not you personally. I'm talking Thank about you. Like, the you world, are the world so we, the world you. beautiful. <laughs> Is that a compliment you're giving me, Carve? Hell, yeah. motherfucker, no, you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got the cameras off, man, but if you want, I can turn the camera on, innit? It could no, be. No, I'm good. I'm good. OnlyFans. Could be an OnlyFans account. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is a good way to start, man. I'm glad we just kept the energy going. It is beer up and by now. Um, where do you want to kickstart? What you been? Ah, have you been watching anything in particular? Because did you watch the Brits, or you've been seeing what's been going on with this Joe Biden podcast? I don't know if you're a fan of the Joe Biden podcast. I know a lot of us are. I'm. Uh, I like it, but I liked it only when Rory and Mo was on it. You know, when they took a bit of a hiatus, mm-hmm. and I weren't really into it. Um, and then now they've split up. I don't know if you've seen all this, the latest stuff with the Joe yeah, Biden podcast. I mean, we haven't bantered in a while. So much has happened, isn't it? But, um, trust me, trust me. Like, with this, this obviously, like, they're a huge part of hip-hop culture. Like, since they came out, they seem to be right on the pulse of, of what's going on in hip-hop culture, you know? Fingers on the pulse of it all. So, it, it was something that, whether you like the personalities or not, it was something that a lot of people were watching because it was just dope, man. Um, three guys having a candid discussion. No, about all things hip hop, and obviously Joe Budden being a hip hop legend in his own right, it kind of looks like it's really Joe Budden's podcast to the point where, like, I think they started off with a name like um, "I'll name this podcast later," and then later on it became the Joe Budden podcast, kind of like rebranded, renamed. Mm. Um, but it's got his name on it, obviously. Like, it's you know he's the guy in it. Um, yeah, he's the guy with all the industry connections. I think they Rory and Mal both were connected as well, but obviously Joe Biden's the man in it. So from my understanding of it, they kind of had a bit of a fallout 
and like Rory and Mal were maybe see I don't know the story inside and out feel free to correct me if we're wrong because I probably yeah 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 but from, from what my understanding of it is is that Rory and Mal were kind of feeling like uh you know we're mates with Joe Budden and they were maybe slacking a little bit in terms of their contractual obligations and the work that they're supposed to be doing for the pod um, and I heard another opinion that Joe was trying to push them to be more independent and maybe to start their own podcast and to try and grow like the brand and to do, because if you look at the channel now, there's other podcasts coming out under the Joe, Bud- Joe Budden channel. Um, and so maybe there is something in that, that he wanted Rory and Mal to have their own podcast that comes out on the channel, which would obviously generate more revenue for the business. Mm. But apparently they were slacking and that they weren't really, you know, they weren't really yeah. on it. Joe had enough, and and yeah, and um, from and they, 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 that's it, man. They're done. Yeah, from my understanding, because listening to it over the years, and then I've just started watching Rory and Mal have their own show uh, that is uh, available. I think people can pay like one pound twenty-five, or if you just YouTube it and they break oh, it down. Free. Yes, uh, well, it is now because I found it on YouTube for free. So because you know me, so Good I found it. So Hashtag someone someone posted that it's like over an hour, but basically to run it back, the podcast uh, has them three on it, and it started with Joe Budden, and then had Rory in it. I think five or six episodes into it, uh, him calling it the Joe Budden podcast sort of gives an indication of how egotistical he is, and he Ooh. he think he thinks it's all about him. Uh, and Rory's links in the industry are he's connected, like you know he puts on a a party uh palooza like i think it's called henny palooza now but he, he's got links in the industry and miles got family in rockefeller uh i think his brother or cousin is like linked in with rockefeller originally so they're, they're all connected in their own way and then over the years what i understand from it is that rory and Mal were always asking about the accountancy details like what's what's the details of us getting paid trying to look at the contract trying to get some sort of insight into the numbers and then each time this is what they're saying from what i can take so far from the from their video is that joe budden was powering it off basically uh and then when they got the spotify deal uh big numbers was coming in and they and then rory picked up something wasn't right with the accountancy and the money apparently like a four hundred thousand dollar mistake or some write-off and so continuous continuously questioning it and asking things and joe budden Powering it off, powering it off, flipping on them, going mad because you know he's a bit of a loose cannon, very emotional guy. And then to the point where he, uh, they, they kept having arguments, and then it kept the chemistry wasn't there. And then he said to he said to Rory like, "Don't come into the." He rang, he must have messaged him one day and like, "Don't come on the show. You don't like not you're not coming into work today. Don't come into work today." And he's like, "Right, all right." So then from then they had another argument, tried to sort it all out. He said to Mal, um, "You know your opinion that yeah." you know, your opinion doesn't matter on this podcast. Like, you know, you've got, it's none of your business, this podcast, even though these men have been on it for five years. It's like having, it's like our, our podcast, you and I, and then as we've been building, building, building with say Ash and Ryan, we tell them, man, like, no, nah, shut up. Like you man ain't worth nothing. You're not getting no details. Like don't come on the show. And then, and then, and then Joe Budden fired Rory on the podcast and Rory wasn't even there so he's fired he's he's turned to an invisible man on a seat and fired him on the air <laughs> so he's gone loop so then it's like obviously social media and what's going on what's going on so I think ultimately 
it boiled down to mixing business and friendship. There was issues with the contracts or not seeing this DLs or the accountancy issues and then issues with respect and friendship. So it's all blown up and then they've left the show and then they're, they're, they're doing their own thing. They've, they've possibly signed a deal where they're doing their own spin-off and Joe Budden's now doing the uh, Patreon only. You can pay to hear what happens. So I think ultimately it's mixing business and friendship and, and not getting your shit lined up. Um, but it sounds as though from my point of view, that Joe Budden is at fault. Uh, but then I could be wrong. People listening could be... But it's worth looking into. It's interesting. It's a shame that it's played out that friends who have built something that we all listen to. People listen to it. Like you said, it's just guys talking, listening to it for their insight into hip-hop and, and inside information and just to get their opinion and shit. And Joe Budden, you know, you, you, know, you say legend, but Oof. I don't know, an established artist. Um, Okay. Would you call him a legend? I don't know. Why would you call him I, I a legend? I mean, to do the things that he's done in the culture, I feel like there's I mean, only one word for that. Mm, I think he's been active. He has shows and stuff. He's been but, hella active. Yeah, but that don't necessarily... Does that make you, I don't know if it makes... Yeah, he is. It's not like... You know what I mean? Like, myself, if I compare myself, like a flash in the pan, like you drop one mixtape, you did two two bits with, 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 your, with your squad back in the day, but... To be fair, you never really like did nothing in it. But with Joe Budden, it's like he had album after album after album. Can he, you name can you name three songs? I can't name I can name Pump It oh, Up. Oh man. I mean, this is the thing. I'm not a Joe Budden fan, but I can appreciate what he's done for the culture. So oh, I can't tell you yeah. the ins and outs. I appreciate I, it. You know I mean? appreciate it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, yeah, obviously his stuff with Slaughterhouse, and he's always with you know, when he had beef with Drake, he had beef with Raekwon. Uh, come on. Dealt with Drake with, with, with those those diss tracks. With everyone. So basically, I think if people look into it, it's a whole issue of uh, being egotistical, being in control, not treating your friends right, and not getting the business sorted with the money comes. You know, and um, money. What well, does Big say? Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. What Find yourself in serious shit. shit. Yeah. So. It's worth watching and, and catching up on if you if you if you're interested. People will probably already know because of the timeline, or they can find it and listen to it. But uh, yeah, it's a shame, man, that something so prominent and uh, for the culture and sharing information has sadly come to an end. And I think they tried to squash it and resolve it and take a little break apart, but the man didn't turn up to the work turn up to work. So it's do a shame, you, man. Do you know who the um? The guys that Joe Budden had on his podcast yeah, just after his they broke up with her. Yeah, just I think when uh, Rory Mal didn't come in because Joe was acting bookie, mm. this was another argument from Marl and he was saying you don't you don't bring replacements on, like we should have just stopped it and sorted it out. And then Joe Budden was saying, well, the show's got to go on. Like, I've worked in television. I've worked on all these production things. Mm. Like, you just keep going. You keep giving the audience the content. And he got in their mates, and uh, Ish, and I also want to say, just two guys who were cool, really good guys as well, like, interesting, and gave them mm. the insight. One of them had a bit of a, a gripe with uh, Griselda and saying, West Side Guns music all sounds the same, and he weren't feeling it. And that was, mm. that was, that was interesting. Opinion. Very yeah, which is, you know, you could say it's true to some extent. I mean, the beats, do, but then everyone's music, a lot of people's music does sound the same. And at the minute, people ain't switching it up too much. Uh, 
even though I'm a massive fan of Westside and Griselda, I like that sound. Uh, so he brought in some friends, and and they carried the they carried a few episodes, but it wasn't the same. You listen to some people, they preferred it when Ma, Rory and Ma weren't on it. So, uh, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I preferred Rory and Ma. Like Rory's very witty, very funny. Uh, Ma, he was a bit of a he, he was almost too cool for school and he wouldn't let stuff up. Like almost he didn't want to show his cards. He didn't want to be seen to be vulnerable or be honest a lot of the time, but mm, he did say some real yeah, shit. He's a, he's, he's a bit of a politician, isn't it? Yeah. Tries, and he tries to be, yeah. Tries to kind of tiptoe around things sometimes and, and give a politically correct answer sometimes. I've seen him lean into some, some topics from time to time. Yeah. That Corey um, Lane's thing he leaned into about yeah him allegedly shooting. I, about. I don't even know if that was resolved. I don't even know if he did it. Who knows, man? Who knows? But anyway, Joe Budden podcast. It's a shame, but people watch this space, so um, it's worth watching. I was just talking a podcast while I was waiting for you. So I found uh, Giggs being interviewed by um, Mayno. That's interesting. Yeah, Kitchen Talk episode forty-one. UK Ice Giggs chops it up about New York strip clubs. UK hip hop and more, um, but it's weird though. For the first five six minutes, these American people and Mayno, they're just trying to do an English accent and just talk about the accent. It's like, fam, it's twenty twenty one, man. Come on, like, <laughs> how long are you gonna talk about an English accent and shit? And then comparing London streets to New York streets, it's like, come it's on, fam. That, I think that culture exchange never gets old, though. Like when I went to New York, everyone I met wanted to have a little cultural exchange, you know, and it was just like. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, man. Yeah, it's, but I don't know. It's, I think it's a bit played out now. I mean, you know what the roads are like. You hear not exactly what the roads are like. Obviously, you don't want to be too explicit because it's like footage, but someone's got a different accent. You get over it. It's a bit, but I'm going to watch it anyway because um, be interesting because I like Mayno as a character. As a, a whose channel, who's channel is it on? It's on, it's on his. It's on his. So I just. I, on who's? On Mayno. Uh, it's on. Let's have a look. Uh, Mayno TV. Right, so Mayno's. It's not obviously just talking to gigs. He's talking to like. Loads I know he's. In the he's got his co-hosts. No, he's got his co-hosts. Uh, these two, these two women sitting either side of him, and um, now it looks chilled. There's a sofa. There's nice artwork in the background, and gigs is his usual laid-back self. And I know Mayno and gigs have a relationship. They were saying they met like ten years ago through Cipher Sounds. Do you remember when Cipher Sounds introduced Eurogang? SAS before they were Eurogang. Sorry, he was big. He was bigging up them. He, he's always been an advocate for the UK sound. Go on. I think he was on it early. Oh, that's a I didn't know that. Yeah, he he was he was playing SAS early on Westwood. Remember when Westwood used to get Funk Flex? He used to yeah. get um, uh, Cipher Sounds. Other people and Cipher would play SAS, and we were like, oh, who's these? Who's these UK guys who sound American? <laughs> And I think they, I think they had um they had a, a very clear kind of sound that their sound was quite unique. Um, they lived but in I, New, I, I they don't think they sounded from... American. They yeah, definitely they backed did, with uh, a British a little bit. Accent. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, British, British accent, British but... accent, but they sorry, used yeah, yeah. some American slang, and you could definitely. say maybe they they rapped in an American style, especially yeah. when you look at like the prominence of grime now, which is clearly a British style of rap. Right. And so they weren't rapping like, you know, they weren't doing grime or garage or, or drum and bass. They were doing an American style of rap. So. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. They were like they sounded like Freeway Fabulous. Um, They were like punchline heavy. Yeah, sorry, that's that's what I meant. They weren't sounding American at the style. But so 
yeah, check out that podcast with uh, Giggs and Maino. Check out the Rory and Mal one, and then it'll be interesting to see what happens. I won't be listening to Joe Biden pretty, pretty probably anymore. I mean, I had it on now and again amongst all the different podcasts, listening to ourselves, obviously. Um, not really. Sometimes I listen to ourselves. I find it a bit hard to listen to my own voice, but there's so many podcasts out there, man. Um, yeah, you know what? The podcast game is oversaturated now. I think when we first got into it, a good few years ago now, yeah, like, there was a lot going on, but it wasn't like now. Like since we started, so many more podcasts have started up, man. It is bonkers like you could literally now no word of a lie you could literally listen to a podcast for every single hour of the day for seven days a week there's that much 100 percent. and there's a podcast and there's good ones as well like you could find good like good ones on every sub- subject like physics or art or you know sports anything you want mm-hmm. it's i remember i think 2012 when I went to America, someone I went college with moved there and he was like, yeah, I'll do a podcast. I'm like, what's a podcast? So he's breaking it down. And uh, he didn't really know too much about podcasts. And it wasn't until I started listening to the Combat Jack show and the um, Cypher Sounds and Rosenberg, One Epstein hip hop podcast. Those were the two podcasts that I'd listened to religiously. Shout out to Rosenberg. I feel like he's the father of the podcast medium. That's the first one I ever heard. And he might just be the first one to ever do it, man. Mm, yeah, nah, well, not. it was one of the first hip-hop ones. I like Combat Jack as well. That was really good. Really R.I.P. Combat, Combat Jack. Yeah, man, R.I.P. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, um, are there any British podcasts you're listening to these days? Well, I think uh, I listen to the play on podcast which is a a, a fabulous football podcast <laughs> weekly that <laughs> i heard about that actually yeah 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 it's, it's a really good team now what do i what have I listen to at the minute i've been listening to um uh there's a podcast called what bitcoin did so if anyone's interested in cryptocurrency and bitcoin there's a really good podcast called what bitcoin that's did right. by a guy called peter mccormick and that's all about cryptocurrency uh of course i listen to drink champs now and again I listened to uh, Five Live Boxing with uh, Costello and Steve Bunce. Mike Costello and Steve Bunce. I think Steve Bunce is one of my favourite. Yeah, Bunce sort is not, man. And there's a really good football podcast, uh, a 90s football podcast called Quickly Kevin. So it's all about 90s football and 90s footballers and stuff. That's pretty funny. That's no, what Josh that Quickly, you said Quickly Kevin. <laughs> quickly Kevin, will he score? And, uh, and that's it, the UK ones. And there's so much, like you said, there's so much. And every every week, someone's doing a podcast. You know, we some of our friends or some of our associates are doing podcasts. So big up them. There's, there's unlimited. Don't be a dick podcast. There's the real group chat podcast with Kevin Badu, who we had on our football show. I know Skillet has got his wrestling podcast. Um, Cal, you must know people doing podcasts, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to Size. He's doing a, a sports podcast, uh, Spurs fan. So I'm not going to say too much about it, but he's a good dude. <laughs> um, and um, unfortunately, I think since 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 I've got heavy into making a podcast, I don't actually have that much time for listening to podcasts anymore. It used to be pretty much my favourite medium. Like you just tune into a podcast, you listen to people talking, um, and then when I started one, it became like there was so much. T- 
time putting into making one myself. Yeah. I don't get that much time to listen to, to others anymore. But having said that, I still do listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Um was listening to that earlier. Uh, I still do like my TED Talks. Um, Drink Champs, as you say. I did see uh, Talib Kweli on there recently. And I have nice. checked out Talib Kweli's podcast. Um, and uh, and I saw the other day, like, you know when you're just kind of scrolling on social media and they hit you with the bloody sponsored ads and shit? Um, and they kind of know what you like. Like, the analytics they have is crazy, man. Mark Zuckerberg knows what you like. And he hit me with an advert for a new podcast by Dave Chappelle with Mostiff and Talib Kweli on there. And I said, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I didn't click on the link. I don't like getting got in it. So I didn't click on the ad. You being stush. Like, they tried to get me in it. Like, I didn't click on it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to let you get me. I'm going to go Google. I'm going to look it up myself. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm planning to check that one out. Shout out to them. Because those are, like, three of my, my legends, man. So shout out to Dave Chappelle, Mostiff and Talib Kweli. Um, I'm sure that that's going to be, you know what I mean? That's going to be like some beer rap and banter level, like brands with the, you know what I mean? With the drink champs, like kind of vibe in it. Like if you saw Tyler Quiddy on drink champs, you know what I'm talking about there. Um, and then obviously, yeah, be, be interesting to absolute yeah. legends in hip hop, legend in comedy. You can imagine the stories that they have from like just being in the industry over the years. It's going to be dope, man. Mm-mm-mm. I'll be interested to hear from, most deaf, obviously. I think he moved to South Africa and he had a bit of issues getting back. And um, Yassin Bey, and also one of my favorite albums of all time, Black Star, classic mm-hmm. album, classic. You, you see the potential in this thing, you see? Like, so if they talk music, it's going to be dope. If they talk comedy, it's going to be dope because you got Dave Chappelle in there. Um, and then just in life, they're interesting people. Like, Tali Kweli, something of a scholar. And um, like you say, most deaf has led an interesting life. And Dave Chappelle had a similar kind of situation, didn't he? When like, you know, he stopped doing comedy for a while and then he came back like like independent. Um, and, you know, he moved to Africa as well. So maybe Dave Chappelle and most deaf have something in common there and they have a shared experience in both moving to Africa. Mm. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, wasn't most deaf like, um, didn't he like... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think I think um, he had like an issue with his citizenship, like almost almost his US citizenship was almost revoked or something. I don't know. I remember there was a situation. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I suppose if we listen to the podcast, we'll probably find out about all of those situations. I'm sure those stories will come out in, in some way after a, over a drink or two uh, with a little banter with the lads, you know? Yeah, lads, but yeah. lads banter it is number one right now. I'm telling you, man. Everybody loves this lads banter kind of vibe. Oh yeah, whoa, it's an outlet, man. Lads banter, and then our, our podcast. We've been going for a minute, man, and uh, you know, I commend you and people that have been listening to us from the start. And it, you remember them hours we used to used to take hours to edit it, put it together. We used to have the audio soundbite, so I definitely can relate to when you're saying you didn't really want to. It took you so long to put shit together. Uh, you didn't want to listen to nothing else but moving on moving on there's new music I don't know if you've been uh, I, I just tried to listen to the new J. Cole album today I was cleaning my daughter's room and I tried to introduce her to a bit of the J. Cole album and she looked at me like you know I don't know she was nodding her head and shit but she, I think you know a lot of swear words in there so I had to stop it okay but, uh, it's a good album it's a, you know what you're getting with J. Cole man you're getting the, the rapidly so, rap so, so the baby was like I have woke from my nap 
and this woke music pleases me, but the profanity is too much. Hey, she's getting woke from her nap and she's getting woke music in her rap. Oh my word, Jeez. take a bow. Son. There's not Hello? many the more woke documentary that Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm sorry, yes, yeah, the Wi Fi. Yeah, sorry, the Wi Fi. Yeah. Now, the J. Cole, I know there's a documentary on YouTube that he dropped in preparation for this new project. And, um, yeah, it's really good, man. It's solid. I mean, J. Cole, he doesn't miss. I don't, you know, I don't think he's ever had a dud mixtape, dud album. Uh, the off season, worth checking out. Yeah, you listen to it, yeah? Like, properly sessioned it and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to the first handful of records, and uh, what's the one he went mad on? Not apply pressure. I like to apply pressure. Pride is the devil. I thought that was clever. Mm. Punch in the clock. The first few records I weren't. The '95 South was alright with Cam on it, and um, mm, the intro that was hard. A little yeah, 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 and it had like a little John call and response thing. Because I didn't know which which way he was gonna go with this album. I thought, is it gonna be auto tuney like he did with the other one? Um, where was it? He got a bit of a backlash on that. Let me bring it up. But I didn't know the journey he was gonna go on it. Similar to. Maybe KOD, but it was yeah, KOD, which I really liked. Yeah, which I really liked. It was a good album, man. But this one, he definitely gets into his his rapping bag, and the beats are hard. And overall, so far, I like it. I'm gonna listen to it again. But um, yeah, I don't know if you listened to it yet. Yeah, man. Like, hey, man. I I was telling people about J Cole before he blew up, and um. People were trying to ridicule me in it. They were trying to say, "Who's this guy? Like this guy?" I was like, "Listen, man, he's sick. Like he's gonna be up there." And you know, now people can see it in it, man. Now people can see it. Well, people have been seeing it for a long time now. But I always like, I always really like it when um J Cole drops a new album, man, because that's that's one of those people that inspire me. Like listening to shit like this, it kind of makes me want to write. It makes me want to rap. And there's not many artists that kind of give you that feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be listening to it and then a line will come to my head and I'll just start freestyling or and think, oh, I should write this. You know what I mean? And it's it, it's mad because it reminds me of a time when everybody used to do that. Like yeah. everything I listened to was inspiring and that's how I ended up becoming a rapper because it just like, it inspired me to want to do it. Um, but it's not so much like that anymore. It's only the few and he's one of the few. And uh, that think- one with 21 Savage, that, 21, is, 21, right 21. that, that is a banger. Oh God. Um, do you think that's because the skill set has got lower? Like that back in the day, we had yeah, because I was thinking about this the other day. Because back in the day, we had Big Park, Nas, Prodigy, mm. we had Chino XL, we had Raskas, we had Corrupt, we had Common Sense, we had I'm trying to think who else was like super spitting to make you think, wow, well, got a rap. Uh, Most Def, Talib Kweli. So you had people who was rapping, and you were like, and even in the UK, we had um. Trying to think what UK we had chess. Just the P. Messiah was killing it back in the day. Uh, Maestro, Kaiser, Kalashnikov, flipping out after you heard the Kalashnikov verse. Mm. So you had um I said Kaiser, didn't I? Anyway, um you would you would write bars because you thought, right, these men are top, 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 and I'm on a beat. But now it's I can count on one hand maybe the new rappers where I'll listen and I'll think, yeah, you inspire. You, you are like a very good rapper like you know i listen to 
uh, Freddie Gibbs, Benny the Butcher, one or two others, and I think, yeah, right, I want a bar now. Yeah, I think it's a different era now. So, you know, like uh, when we was talking about the Grammys, we saw that they've created a new category to recognize a, a subgenre of rap now, um, which is, I think, I, I, I think they called it something like melodic rap. <laughs> um, I could be wrong, but I think it was something like melodic rap, um, which basically covers, you know, these new age rappers that kind of mumble and then. Migos, <laughs> <the new> Migos <laughs> record. Like you, 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 you could make a Migos song, a Migos style song in less than five minutes. Easy. You could write the hook in yeah. 30 seconds yeah, a minute yeah. because it's a yeah. vibe. It's more of a vibe. That's it. But that's, but the thing is, that's, that you, you might think it's easy, but that's something that you probably couldn't reproduce as well as they can, man. Because they're just naturally just vibing on, on some next frequency that you can't really tune into, man. You can try and do it, but it's not going to work the same. So I appreciate how good they are at doing what they do. And the fact that there's millions of people out there, maybe billions, that kind of relate to them we don't because we're from a different generation isn't it? like we want we want to hear you know like all those artists you just mentioned you know what i mean we want to hear red man we want to hear biggie we want to hear nas that's red man yeah good shout i forgot about red man um so when you get these guys like i was gonna say six nine but i don't know how he's still so popular as well man i don't think he is he can rap like he can actually rap i don't think what? he is it's, it's, it's a different tide of turn so like you said you got the melody rap you got um these guys that are singing, singing rappers uh, that we're not, that we, that we don't listen to because we're too, not I say too old, but we're not young enough yet. But then, so that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother wave. But this, this Takashi, I don't even know if he's still, he's, he's not relevant now, man. He has to do some, some stupidness to be even considered. But um, yeah, but take, yeah, I was going to say this J. Cole album though, man. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to move on from that, man. Like, Seriously, uh, I'm really happy with it, man. I it's only short, like there's only 12 tracks on it, and I'm not skipping any tracks, man. So for nice. our for our framework of judging a classic album, I'm not saying this is a classic because obviously we have to wait to see if it passes the test of time. But I wasn't skipping anything, and it really banged. Like, I really like it, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that was 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 um was what's his face on there. Lil John, I thought I heard Lil John on there, like on the on the last song on the album. It was like some hype, some hype uh, background vocals. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously when when Cole did uh, Forest Hill Twenty One Forest Hill Drive, like he did, you know, he went platinum on the album with no features on it. So that that was a bit of, some call and response shit. It was a bit of a of an anticipation there, like you know, is he gonna go? With no features again, or is he going to get some features in it? And then I don't know. Looking at like his relationship with Twenty One Savage, you kind of felt like he's definitely got to have Twenty One on there, right? Um, but you know, when you look at the track list and there's no features on the track list, and you have to just kind of listen to the album, and then you hear, yeah, like Twenty One's on there, um, and then one or two others, uh, one of the guys from his label, um, Bass is on there. Um, I did think um, I heard. Um, that that hypnoholic guy on there, but I can't see him in the crates, so maybe he's not. But yeah, the production was dope, it was varied, it was solid. Really good album, man. People need to go out there and get that, man. J. Cole, the off season. Literally just dropped mm. on Friday. It's a, it credits is a twenty one Savage um, Murray Bass, Little Baby Tracks on there. So um 
I didn't know Lil Baby was on there. Okay. Yeah, there's enough features on there. And yeah, Pride is the Devil, apparently. Mm-hmm. So he's got that. Ah, oh, talking to Bass, have you seen um, Pete, and, Pete and Bass? You know them two old boys? You know yeah. Two, yeah, they've got an album out. Pete and Bass have got an album out, man. You need to listen to this. Hardest guys in drill. I, I obviously. Yeah, your mic is chopping up, mate. Your dodgy Wi-Fi. What is there, that quick little mixtape? Yeah, I have. Yeah, sorry, it's because I'm up here, man. It's just the Wi-Fi. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Check out quick little mixtape by Pete and Bass. Um, obviously, it's banter. I'd be interested to see who writes their bars, like who's their ghostwriters, because they are for two old boys. They are absolutely smashing it. I've been following them on Instagram and, um, you know, it, I kind of thought that it was like a fake thing. Like, like when I first come across them, I thought it was just going to be there. I'm going to make one video and it's going to go viral. We're going to make a couple of videos and that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be a couple of videos, uh, that go viral. But then next thing I know they're doing shows. I'm seeing sold out shows. I started following them on Insta. I'm seeing like, they're just out and about and, you know, and they're doing little freestyle videos. Right? Like, they're for real, man. They're, they're, they're rappers, man. And I don't know, man. I would like to believe that they write their own stuff. And maybe they don't. They probably don't. They but... definitely don't write their own stuff. <laughs> I'd like to believe in this. Because, like, why are they doing it, innit? Like, I saw them banner, just because like, they can. I reckon <laughs> they, were, they were two characters. So what I, what I could piece together... Hopefully you can hear me. Like obviously, so apologies if I keep cutting I out. Think. But the Wi-Fi. Um, they were two characters from this like YouTube comedy channel thing that was put together, and obviously they've done a they've done a skit where they've done this drill song, whatever it was, and then obviously it's gone viral. And um, I, I don't know. I can't tell. I don't think they're that greasy in real life. No way. And then even with their history, they're just actors because they have different voices when they've spoken before. And then whoever's writing their bars, hats off to you, because whoever's writing their lyrics, you've now produced the, the like it or dislike it, the, the two hardest guys in drill. Like, they are the best people in drill. Official. They, they are sick. And the visuals are always jokes, and um, they're doing shows. So definitely worth checking it out, as long as you... <laughs> See, this is the thing. The, hey, my first, my first thought was these guys are actors, but when I started to to follow them a little bit more, like I say, it seems like they it might be a thing where they started off as actors and then they became what they what they portrayed. There's no way that I feel like there's no way. You know, like um, with method acting, like when Jared Leto played the Joker, um, or when um, Heath Ledger played the Joker. More importantly, maybe. Um, and they kind of, you know, they kind of lean into it, and 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 it, they take it away, you know. Um, I think it's, I think it's been famously uh, noted that uh, Christian Bell kind of leans into his roles and kind of stays in character throughout the whole time when he's acting, you know. And it's like he can be unbearable because, like, if he's playing like a an awkward character in the movie, he is this awkward character for the whole time that they're recording. <laughs> like, doesn't come out of character. Um, so I think, like, it, it, you know, what I mean, for these these people that lean so hard into their craft, they can take that take on that personality, morph into that personality a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, 
I know a lot of a lot of rappers are acting and what they talk about don't really happen. But for this is a it's a bit of fun. They've got some concerts coming up in the end of the end of the year. One in Nottingham, apparently, uh, in October the 30th and XOYO. I don't know if these are old concerts or should be interesting. But um, should be. yeah, no, good luck Thank to them. God that we can go and watch shows again, man. Live music is, is really cool, uh, especially for like. You know, artists that aren't so popular that don't sell a whole lot of records, you know, they can sell some tickets and you can go to the show and you can buy some merch. Yeah. Um, it's a dope way to support them, man. That's where your bread and butter is. Um, also, I listened to yesterday uh, Little Wayne and Drake featured on a Nicki Minaj project. So it looks as though Nicki Minaj has just been putting together old releases, old mixtape records. And I mean, it, it, it don't sound great, the whole project, but the record uh, with... Drake and Lil Wayne is is hard, is very hard indeed. So that's worth checking out. And um, also, Smoke Dizza dropped a record with Westside Gun and Currency. Smokey. So you know you're getting with them boys there. Big Stepper. That's a, that's a good record. Um, and yeah, man, I don't know what else. Music wise, sort of hard. Just keeping on track of things. I know the Brits was on, and uh, the UK sort of drill rap scene did well with that and Arlo Parks performed I liked her performance Hedy One did a sh- did something with AJ Tracy and Bug Young T and Bugsy I think they're called that was that was cool mm. and yeah you know what I liked in that performance uh, that line that AJ Tracy has where he talks about you know uh, the hypocrisy in the government you know the government tells us eat out to help out but they didn't want to help out Rashford mm. he's trying to feed the youths and it's like ooh Talk that talk, brother. Talk I, that talk. Yeah, they had a little back and forth, him and Hedy, where they were rapping and they were putting in bars about lockdown and everything, weren't they? I liked how they flipped that. That was a look as well, because them man dressed up like they were looking sharp, man. His tracksuit, like, yeah. Yeah, it was some mad looking background, like with the crazy like neon lights, and it, it just looked really like visceral. Real, man. Looked dope. Surreal, even. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah man, big, that was a look. Big, 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 big. And Hedy One is interviewed on the new Poet and Alhan show. Not Gasworks anymore, but that's changed. That's worth watching. Just because Alhan is just funny and just chatting shit. But mm. yeah, man, Hedy One, keep going, keep going. So yeah, the Brits was uh, was good. Well, some of it. It's all. It's always obviously all bait and all bought in and stuff, but it doesn't reflect what's really going on. But it's good to see UK rap and grime well not so much grime man only grime sort of everyone does grime and then uh <laughs> you got h you got aj tracy skept i mean skepta yeah you get you know skepta's putting enough years of doing grime to do it does what he wants now he's got them new sk boots have you seen them the football um, boots. the football the, i think the football boots look much better than these trainers do 100 percent, 100 well them them trainers we slewed in the last episode so i still stand by them they still look dead but the football boots do look very good indeed and if you're wearing them you're going to feel feel like you could accomplish anything well talking about the bridge shall, shall we go through some of these categories real quick um i've got the uh, uh yeah go on yeah if i've you got want, the yeah. website up we've got the brits.co.uk slash Winners. So these are the winners of the Brit Awards 2021. What's the Best. ones that matter? What's the ones that would matter to to us that we'd like? Well, it's like one, two, three, four, eight, nine, ten. There's eleven categories. But uh, if we're going to condense it, then 
Best album, isn't it? Yep. It was Nominees, that. I don't even know who half of the people nominated are. We've got Arlo Parks, Celeste. Yeah, she's she's good. Uh, we've got Jesse Ware, and we've got Jay Huss, and the winner is Dua Lipa, uh, with an album called Future Nostalgia. Didn't Jay Huss win something? Um, yep, he did. He won the male solo artist, best male solo artist, uh, in a category with AJ Tracy, Heady One, Joel Corey, and Youngblood. Um, and Dua Lipa went on to win female solo artist, going up against Arlo Park, Celeste, Jesse Ware, and Leanne Le Havas. The best British group, Little Mix. Too white, too This bro, is just making me feel little mix. so out of touch because I don't know who half of these people are, bro. Um, no, it's I'm, calm I'm, though, man. I'm an alternative kind of guy. I don't really do pop music in it. That's just the thing. Um, no, it, but, it's good. It's good. Now, you know what you like. You, the, the, the Brits isn't for us. The Brits is industry and the Brits is for a younger a younger generation. So, Best, the, 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 the Rising Star Award. So these are ones to watch out for. You got Parcelu and Rina Sawayama. Um, but the winner is Griff. That name is Grizzly. Griff. Griff. Um, and it looks like a pretty young lady with that name as well, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, Global Icon, Taylor Swift picks that one up. Um, best single, Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar. Uh, international male solo artist was The Weeknd. International female solo artist is Billie Eilish. The breakthrough artist is Arlo Parks. She's got this look, she reminds me of, uh, do you remember um, that TV show that Brandy did called Moesha? Mm. And there was a character called Arnez, like uh, a sort of a, a larger lady with um with a bald head or with like short hair and she kind of like dyed it blonde and that she's got that kind of look Arlo Pox but yeah man that's that's the Brits there man should probably do some homework on on Dua Lipa I've seen a few pictures of Dua Lipa she actually looks pretty hot man but I don't know what her music is like to be fair nah it's dead it's dead it's not dead it's, <laughs> it's not dead uh, check out Arlo Pox she's definitely an eclectic uh, eclectic uh, uh, artist and I'm, and I'm happy for her so yeah it's all good man it's all good um i don't know what else to be going on music wise tv i've been trying to watch line of duty i've been trying to catch up with that and i knew there's a new fargo season with chris rock in it which which looks looks good i don't know if it is good but it should be good so fargo doesn't seem to disappoint just finding it hard to watch any tv man any time to myself i watch like a bit of football every night and then it's it's, it's, it's KO, it's home time, bedtime. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't watch that much TV myself, you know me. Um, have I watched anything new? I haven't watched anything new. I've been still been watching my uh, Attack on Titan anime. Um, every episode is so gripping. It's supposed to be the final season. Um, Hopefully it's not going to be like one of those rap things where like someone says, yeah, I'm retiring. It's my last album. And then they come back a couple of years later. Um, but uh, no, nah, why am I saying hopefully? It's a dope show. I would love it. I'd love there to be another season after this one. But it is put to us that this is the final season of Attack on Titan. So enjoying that. Um, I always get these recommendations, but I don't really check much out, man. Now, mm. my Netflix list is ridiculously long. I heard that something was, was in production on Amazon the other day, actually. 
Um, and it was supposed to be a big production. And uh, yeah, apparently Amazon are doing Lord of the Rings. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, I know um, Amazon did. Is it in? Is it? What? There's an animated The Invincibles or The Indestructibles or? No, there's only about me. There's a there's a there's an animated program on Amazon and everyone was going mad on it on the timeline. Okay, that's new to me. If it is like you know the sliced alone the the, the uh. What's the name of that thing? The Invincibles, isn't it? Something mm-hmm. like that. If that's what it is, if they're doing a TV show of that, that would be dope. There we go. Amazon Prime animated series. Animated series, yeah. Okay. Well, what I was talking about real quick was a Lord of the Rings. It's going to be Invincible, a sorry. season TV adaption of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, with the big budget TV shows they have these days, like this could be flipping huge for all of the Lord of the Rings fans. You're going to love this, right? And apparently, the first season of the show is estimated to cost them $450 million. Yeah. And if you want a comparison for that, yeah, a season of Game of Thrones is estimated to cost $100 million. So, think about that. Think, think about the the difference in quality that you're going to get with Game of Thrones and this new Lord of the Rings that's coming to Amazon. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. And if we don't watch it, Amazon might just go bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) No chance of that. Um, 450 mil. This is going to be sick. Check it out. That thing I was talking about was called Invincible and it's meant to be ridiculous. I think, I think it's right up your street. I mean, I'm hoping animated superhero. Uh, that resolves around a 17-year-old Mark Grayson. Uh, most, uh, his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man. But as Mark develops powers of his own, he discovers his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. It does look good, and a lot of people have been guessing it up. So, uh, And it's 18 as well, so uh, an animation that is 18. You know, you can only imagine what's going to happen off the strength of that. Um, yeah, man. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Sorry, I cut you there. I think he was going to add something else. No, it's cool, man. Just, um, yeah, this 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 thing looks like it's going to be big. Um, and due to COVID, the release has been kind of delayed a little bit. Production seems to have started in November 2019. Um, and um, it's announced uh, that uh, COVID difficulties will impact the show's prospective 2021 release. So maybe we'll mm-hmm. see it in 2021. Maybe we'll see it early in 2022. But this thing is, is on the way, man. And I just nice. hope that, that Elijah Wood is in there, man. Although he might look a little too old to play Mr. Frodo right now. But a, a replacement bootleg Mr. Frodo, a replacement bootleg Gandalf. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. For that money, they'll make it work, man. For that money, they'll get the best people in. Um, I did watch Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live. So I don't know if people, well, probably people should be aware of it by now, but uh, Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live doing some skits and there was a lot of talk about what he was going to say about his cryptocurrency that he's been investing in or what he was going to say about certain crypto. And he basically, the, the skits that were written in for him were basically laughing at Dogecoin, calling it a hustle calling it a joke and saying he was going to get his mum Dogecoin and a lot of people have bought this Dogecoin and it and it had a massive pump and dump which which dropped uh, so that was interesting and then he's recently said that Tesla won't be accepting Bitcoin 
due to the amount of energy that Bitcoin use when they mine, which is farcical because if you used to look at the details, there's, you know, it doesn't waste up that much energy, but I think he needs to be, he's obviously doing, you know, market manipulation and he's, he's, he's maneuvering because he buys and sells at such great quantities. He's obviously got uh, his eye on other things, a bigger picture, and he's very calculated man. So I watched that. Uh, it was at the same time as the boxing, the Canelo Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders boxing. So I had one eye on the boxing, and then I was just looking at the timeline and about the Elon Musk thing because, because uh, yeah, multitasking right here. Yeah, I'm feeding my daughter. I was feeding my daughter when watching the boxing uh, to the annoyance Jeez. of my wife. <laughs> How many arms have you got, man? You turn into Goro from Mortal Kombat or something. Finish him. Have you seen the Mortal Kombat film yet? No, I heard it's whack. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I heard it's terrible, but some of the scenes look pretty good, but it it does look pretty terrible. Um, thing to put on my watch list, isn't it? I'll, I'll watch it at some point. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, big up everyone who's buying cryptocurrency and investing in it. And, you know, and those that watch the Elon Musk thing, you watch the boxing. No, I, th- uh, I think, like, I think, like, the... To say that Musk is doing specifically, purely just doing market manipulation, I think it's a bit harsh because I do think, I mean, yeah, he probably is in, you know, or, or could be. But also, I do think there is something in that, in the amount of energy production it takes to create Bitcoin, because there's loads of miners out in China that are just mining this thing religiously. Uh, all over the world as well. The energy costs are really high. It takes a lot of electricity to mine Bitcoin. It, it does. And also, mind. there are different um, there are different fossil fuels in use, especially in a country like China. They're still using coal and and things like that over there. And there are alternatives. There are alternative cryptocurrencies that are made in a more eco friendly way. And the thing is, Tesla as a company, it might not just be Elon behind saying that he might be the face of it but remember there's a whole company behind him and tesla as a company have an ethos to be green and eco-friendly and there are other cryptocurrencies that are made using less energy than it takes to make a bitcoin so he's kind of got a point uh i mean the uh, the amount of energy that it takes to use a bitcoin doesn't warrant tesla and him saying that uh i feel because tesla are not just a car company obviously they're doing a lot of st- stuff with renewable energy uh, and these battery packs and you know out, out in australia and other parts of the world he has to be seen to be saying something um him him buying all this dogecoin which doesn't do anything is a proper like joke of a meme coin don't do nothing and then sort of selling off like loads before it has a massive dump i mean he, he, it is market manipulation definitely uh there are i agree with you that there are other cryptos which are a bit more eco-friendly and long term people may look into that but um now bitcoin is the future man bitcoin is the future and people sort of not just that that is the that is like the headline everyone's obviously just knows about that there's so many other things people can research look into it um so, I, yeah, I think uh, i read an article where uh, Musk specifically that it kind of quoted what he said and he specifically said what Tesla are going to do is they're going to look into so they've stopped accepting Bitcoin payments for their uh, uh, products yeah so you can't buy a Tesla car with Bitcoin anymore but what they're doing is they're looking into other cryptocurrencies that produce less than 1% uh, or emit less than 1% of um, emissions 
than uh, Bitcoin does. Yeah, yeah. So there will be something found in it, and it will, you will see it'll probably be news that Tesla has now started accepting such and such cryptocurrency. Um, mm. And that's actually something I wanted to look up myself. So I'll take a mental note on that because I'm, I'm interested to know which cryptocurrencies have less than 1% of Bitcoin's carbon footprint. That would be interesting yeah. to know. No, definitely. He tweeted, uh, Tesla suspended vehicle purchasing using Bitcoin. We are concerned about the rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which is the worst emissions of any fuel. It, yeah, he knows what he's doing, man. He's obviously like, he's one of the smartest guys in the world. He's, he's got so much, but there's more to it. I reckon there's definitely more to it than, than meets the eyes with these things. Um, I recommend people follow Michael, who is a big advocate for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Um, and yeah, people look into it, man. I mean, it's interesting. It's going to be the future. Banks are closing all around us. The pound and dollar is becoming less and less valued because of obviously inflation and people need something else to sort of to support them and back them up. So, yeah, just this, this is interesting because I'm in it. Uh, Wow. Well, I've known about it for a while and I've started to reinvest recently heavily with, with friends and it's just interesting, man. So, yeah, man, just as people talk about it, I'm always, it's almost it's almost now like when you said everyone does a podcast, it's, it's almost like everyone you speak to is like, oh, Bitcoin, buy crypto. It's like, yeah, but you got you got to know more than it than just Bitcoin, man. That's just like the bait, the bait one. There's, there's so much going on, so much going on. There is. Um, and and again, like I say, I think it's really interesting to find out what these greener alternatives are, the ones that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy. Um, I, I'm really interested to find out what that is. I'm going to look that up, man. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be good for the environment. If you think about like, because we had that conversation before about uh, how I was watching the BBC documentary following Greta Thunberg and her quest to change the world and make us a, a greener, more eco-friendly place um, that tries to mitigate against the effects of climate change. Um, and, you know, I was talking about, you know, maybe we all need to start thinking about what can I do to lessen my carbon footprint? What changes mm -hmm. can I make? Um, and so it, it, this is all in that kind of ballpark as an individual, our carbon footprint isn't so huge, but as a company, your carbon footprint is going to be massive. Think about the production and, you know, big chimneys, like pouring in like chemicals into the atmosphere while they're making plastic, while they're making, you know, um, making uh, paper and making like all kinds of factories that, that, you know, clothing manufacturers, like how can we lessen all of these impacts? What are going to be the greener alternatives? Like there are places out there that run completely uh, on a, like a hydro fuels on on a, like you know they've got turbines underwater that are turning and generating electricity. They've got um, windmills that are turning and generating electricity. They've got solar panels that are generate. Like it doesn't all have to be in you know the old school methods of generating electricity. Um, that are so harmful to the environment these things like using oil using coal you know using gas or bloody even nuclear power mm. um greener alternatives are the way forward man and uh, i think it's a huge statement remember that uh, i think i might have mentioned before that tim cook also said uh, the uh 
the leader of Apple also said that the two biggest issues of our time are climate change and privacy. Um, mm. So, which yeah, crypto crypto takes care of privacy. Um, I check people so for the eco thing, like definitely look into Ada, definitely look into Polkadot uh, as two cryptos. But you can just search sort of sustainable cryptocurrencies, and if everyone does their thing for the environment, I don't know if you watched uh, Sea Spiracy about the um, the treatment of the sea life around the world. That's a Netflix documentary I really recommend, uh, and it will definitely change your perspective on uh, what's in the sea and how. People are, you know, treating the sea, polluting it, and the treatment of, of uh, fish and, and whales and sh- sharks and salmon and all sorts, man. It's uh, it's pretty deep, pretty deep. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen them kind of things before. There's um, mm-hmm. a wealth of uh, sort of like documentaries out about the way that we, what's the word I'm looking for? The way that industry works, yeah, and how wasteful it is and how you know just the the greed the capitalism that drives it all you know mm. this is what it all comes down to man yeah the, the, the excessive production the carelessness of just doing things and not thinking about the consequences of our actions this is the way that we live and we need to change that yeah man um i'm gonna how are we doing for time i think it'll be a good maybe note to wrap it up i don't know if you've got any other points yeah, um, it's been a good, good conversation we did, we, did, we did touch on the uh the the canelo and the the, the billy joe saunders fight didn't we um i think you kind of mentioned you was multitasking and, and watching it um i wasn't watching it live i caught the replay i kind of before the fight i kind of felt like man i know billy joe's nice with the showmanship and that but if he goes into the Canelo fight and, and tries to do all of that showboating, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. And to be fair, he didn't. He went in there and, and and you know what I mean? He gave a good account of himself, man. He was really trying to get some shots. I think there was there was one round where I saw him, he landed a stiff uppercut, like punched Canelo right in the face. And he was like, ah, and then he did one of them little tongue out kind of, like, ah, you see that? <laughs> it's like a little cheeky Roma. I love that. I love that. But um, ultimately, man, Canelo is just, he's an the absolute best. machine of a fighter, man. Best, best pound for pound. Just, yeah, one shot. Broke his uh, orbital bone, didn't he? Or his, like, his eye socket, fractured his eye socket or something. Mad with that, sh- with that shot to the face. Mad. Mad. I mean, yeah. I mean, this guy trains so hard, man. They're Mexican fighters, man. They always train so hard. Um and um and he's he, he's a powerful guy if you look at him he just looks dense doesn't he? he looks like he's gonna do some damage um so yeah shout out to canelo man shout out to billy joe soon who's gave it a good run i think it was like what eight round stoppage something like that yeah 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 and i had billy joe ahead by a few points i think he mm-hmm. he gave a good account of himself um but then all it takes is one punch and with that power and then you know you got to look after your fighter. So he's he's cornered did the right thing in protecting protecting their fighter by not sending him out. But it was a good fight. It's interesting that you had him ahead. I mean, I didn't watch the whole fight. Uh, I was watching the highlights, but it did kind of look like to me that Canelo was beating him up, man. But um, either way, it was a good fight, and uh, we'll see what happens next for both fighters, man. I'm excited. Did you watch the Usman fight? The uh, UFC? No, I don't watch Masvidal. No, I don't care about UFC, man. No, no. <laughs> I know it's good, but I just, no, I just got enough time for boxing. I prefer boxing to UFC all day. So, fair enough. 
But was it good? Yeah. The quickest sick. knockout was this? Did the man get absolutely folded? Nah. Um, so I think it it was Masvidal who had the quickest knockout against Ben Askren. Okay. Um, so uh, Ben Askren went on to fight one of those Paul brothers. I always forget which one's which. You know the YouTube fighters, Logan Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one um, of them's fighting Mayweather soon. I think it's Logan Paul fighting Mayweather, and I think it's Jake, Jake Paul, Paul okay. that fought Ben Askren, and he beat him up, which was like, come on, man, this guy's a YouTuber. I think that Ben Askren took a page. MMA, like, nah, proper, like professional no. fighter. No. Uh, well, payday. If it looks too it, bait. If you watch too bait. I mean, I don't know, man. The know. guy weren't taking it serious. You see, like this is an MMA yeah, guy, Olympian. He, he was out of shape. He weren't taking it serious. He wasn't, he wasn't in the greatest shape, but you would think he wouldn't need to be. Like the experience that he has, like he should be dealing with um with these type of guys, man. But I, I mean, I guess it, it's credit to to Jake Paul that he's got himself into great fighting shape, and you know, and he's actually looking like a legitimate fighter. So regardless of whether he's fighting on Triller and he's and he's fighting, you know people who aren't professional boxers, he's looking like he's going to be a professional or maybe he's at professional standard right now, man. But yeah, like Ben Askren, I guess his, his career has been a bit of a joke ever since he got knocked out so badly by Masvidal. Masvidal went on to fight, to fight uh, Usman in a title shot and Usman just showed everybody why he's champion, man. Just... Great fight. Absolutely great fight. Again, I watched highlights. I didn't watch the whole fight. Um, but it looked like an absolutely great fight and the knockout was savage, like a really intelligent <laughs> piece of fighting. I don't know what the, what's the best way to put it, man. Just a really intelligent piece of fight now, fighting now that he showed to break down Masvidal's defense. He was a really tough fighter and then to get the knockout and get him out of there, man. Scary. I don't know who's going to be able to fight Usman next. Um, and, um, for yeah, for Canelo, I don't know. I heard talk about Andre Ward. For Billy Joel, I haven't heard talk about who he might be fighting next. But they yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's exciting times, and then we got um, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua getting nearer. You know, seems to be getting confirmed as an area and, and time and yeah. contract signing. So that would be interesting for the. For the heavyweight division and for British boxing, so uh, watch this space. Watch this I, space. Man. I heard Dylan was trying to trying to get himself a, a Fury fight. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan <laughs> White trying to get himself one, in there. Why? Would, yeah, nah. It's, well, anything could happen, but probably not. Probably the Joshua Fury thing could go for at least another two, three fights, can't it? Depending on the outcome, that's that's got legs that will carry. Who, who you think is going to win? Apparently, yeah. There's a, apparently there's a contract that they're gonna have more than one fight, right? So there's yeah, they have to the money. Uh, well, uh, the boxing, the well, I think Tyson Fury, sh- well, not should win, but could win because he's a better boxer. But Anthony Joshua's been working on uh, sort of no nonsense, bringing back that killer, killer mentality. If he stays behind his jab and he just lands a big shot on uh, uh, Fury then he could win so it'll be it'll be evenly balanced man it'll be good to see who do I want I'm happy with either of them man I like both of them I like both what they represent I like both what they stand for I both I like their boxing stars as big men so I am uh, indifferent either one will win British boxing will win at the end of the day 
How about that? And that is a beautiful note to end the show. Yes. Ding, ding. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, in the left corner, representing Beer Rap and Banner, we've got Cal Sirius. <sighs> and in the right corner, co-host, we've got Ben English. <sighs> hey, hang on a minute. Why do you get more cheers than me? <laughs> yeah, right, you get you get uh, get uh, a bras thrown on stage. How about that? No nah, man, I want the cheers. I want the love. Where's the right, fans? Here we go. Where's the noise at? <laughs> you get a few fireworks as well, man. There you go. At least you didn't get crickets. <laughs> All right, man. Take the fireworks. <laughs> Gunshot. <laughs> oh man, this is episode 92 with your boys at BRB. Make sure you hit us on the socials at Beer Rap Bants. Wash your ass, don't poo your pants. And we are Stay without woke. the brands. That's it. Stay woke.